0: Christian Capel joins us, Washington Huskies rider for the Athletic. He's on the Sprint Special Guest Line. Get $100 off the redesigned Apple Watch 4 with a new line of service. Visit the local Sprint store near you. Christian, good morning.
1: Hey, how are you guys
0: doing? We're doing well. So Washington is three games into the season, and they beat Eastern Washington, blew them out like they were supposed to, and they blew out Hawaii at home like they were supposed to, but they lost to Cal, although that was a bizarre game with a long delay and went well past midnight and until one thirty in the morning Pacific time. So what do you really know about Washington? How much is this a rebuilding year, and how much have they reloaded, and they're going to be a major factor in the conference race?
1: I think it's uh, it's a rare sort of rebuilding year where – I still wouldn't rule out the possibility of them winning the Pac-12 North and competing for a a conference championship. And what I mean when I say that is they're rebuilding in the sense that they have a new starting quarterback and they lost their all-time leading rusher at tailback and they lost nine defensive starters and included among that is a bunch of guys who were taken in the NFL draft. But the, the players who are replacing all those guys are really, really talented who... Um, coaches have felt really, really good about. It's just that they're relying on them to be big-time players at the Pac-12 level for the first time and be full-time starters for the first time and all those sorts of things. So I think that the coaching staff and, and fans feel really good about where the talent level is at on this team. Um, but you're seeing, uh, especially in that Cal game, that it's, it's going to take a minute for some of that that some of that to, those new starters to gel on the defensive side maybe figure out which of those young guys are going to be able to contribute the most right away, right now, which of their sort of young playmakers offensively need to be on the field and need to be given more opportunities. So um, it, it's, it does feel a little bit like a rebuilding year just because, you know, I don't, I don't think anyone ever felt like this was truly a, a playoff contender type team this season, um, but I still think that there's optimism that they can compete for a conference championship.
2: One of the weapons I see on offense is the tight end, Hunter Bryant. He's been having injuries in his college career, but so far it looks to be pretty good. He's a big-time player. How much do you think they're going to increase their production from him as the season goes on?
1: Yeah, this is, um, this is the best that, that he's probably ever looked in terms of like stringing together consecutive games of, of really solid performances um you know you could tell Jacob Easton really looks to him I think he's probably their their most dynamic pass catcher right now um you know he's it's interesting he's uh he's only 6'2 so you don't think of him as being like this big massive player at the tight end position compared to some of the guys they put in the NFL recently but he's by far their their best pass catcher they've had at that position since Austin Safarian Jenkins so um he's uh He's a threat, you know. He's he's one of the reasons I think, combined with with Jacob Easton's arm strength and, and sort of his pedigree as a former five-star guy, why people thought that they could really improve the downfield passing game this year, um, even with the new starting quarterback. And that's kind of borne out, you know. I think mean, Easton made a, a nice easy throw to him up the seam for a 47-yard touchdown early in their their game against Hawaii, and um, he's had a couple of other really big chunk plays. He's a guy that the defense has to be aware of you know on every single down and when you're getting that from one of your starting tight ends um you know i think that helps stretch the field a little bit so i would expect jacob easton to, to continue to look to him quite a bit
0: christian capel joining us washington huskies rider for the athletic is it as simple as the huskies would be 3-0 and right now if they had just been better in the red zone against cal
1: yeah it sure seems that way and it's interesting because the Red Zone was a big time issue for them last year. I mean I think they scored touchdowns only on like fifty eight percent of their trips, which was really bad I mean nationally that ranked near the bottom um, and there was you couldn't really identify one issue i mean they would have they'd get it they'd get down there they'd move the ball they 'd be putting together a nice drive and they 'd have a holding penalty they would back them up and set them behind the chains and they'd have to kind of scramble to, to settle for a field goal. And against Cal, you know, it really wasn't like they'd get down there and, and just try to run the ball three times and get stuffed. And, you know, oh, well, they get down there and, and it's it's third and goal. And they've got an easy touchdown throw from Easton to Andre Bocelli on a scramble drill. But Bocelli just doesn't keep his foot down in the end zone against the sideline and lands out of bounds. So they got to settle for three. And then they've got a fourth and one at the two-yard line. And they had success all day in, in um, you know, third and fourth and short situations. And um, a, a tight end moves and gets a false start penalty. So they got to settle for a field goal there. And Had a bunch of drop passes. And, yeah, it was just, I think, you know, any game you lose by one point. I mean, you can go back and find one or two or three or four plays where off oh, this had gone different or that had gone different. But it sure felt like in that game and in the red zone in particular there were – Multiple tangible solid examples of like if this receiver gets his foot down, this is a totally different game. If this guy doesn't jump here on fourth and one, this is a totally different game. So I think they really felt like their errors coming out of that game were self inflicted.
2: So Cal doesn't have a potent offense, and then the other teams that they played, I don't know that their fair judgment of talent regarding uh, the Washington defense. I'm wondering since they we know that they had the nine starters that they need to replace, and I know Miles Bryant is a, is a, another one of these great defensive backs that's going to probably play in the NFL. But how would you evaluate them defensively so far?
1: Yeah, I think that the real disappointing thing for them coming out of the Cal game was just how poorly they tackled, and you know Jimmy Lake, the defensive coordinator, would. With- would point out probably that that wasn't a, a game long issue necessarily, but there were two touchdown drives, that the only two touchdowns that Cal scored, both in the third quarter on consecutive possessions, where it just seemed like their running backs were were bouncing off every arm tackle attempt that, that the Huskies defense threw at them, and and spinning out of spinning out of tackles, and guys not wrapping up, and um, you know you saw I think you saw some of the youth show up, you know they've got some young guys. Um, playing at the outside linebacker position, and, and there were maybe some some contained busts that you don't normally see from this defense. Um, you know, they're they're not real deep or experienced at linebacker. They they are starting two seniors up the middle there, but they're full time starters for the first time. And um, you know, they're they're rotating in a couple of redshirt freshmen behind those guys, who I think fans are, are kind of wanting to see more of as those guys get more and more experience under their belt and so you know i I think you're you've maybe seen guys get out of their gaps or or not fit the run uh totally perfectly more often than last year i I think it was easy to take for granted with a guy like ben burkirvan at linebacker that he was just going to clean everything up when he made so many tackles and i think he was able to kind of mask the, the few issues that they did have and, and so now you take that guy out of the equation and I think people are seeing kind of just how valuable he was at that inside linebacker spot so um you know they, they still haven't allowed more than 20 points in a game which I, I don't think is, is anything to complain about um the third quarter has been an issue coming out of the locker room you know Hawaii went right down and, and scored a couple touchdowns on consecutive possessions on them and just just like Cal did the week before so uh, you know I don't know if if that's a major concern for them yet or, or what, or if there's just adjustments they're not catching up to, or if there are things that you know, they're, they're trying that, that aren't working or, or kind of what the deal is. But I, I think if you're looking for, for flaws defensively so far, that third quarter would be one that shows up for a lot of people.
0: Christian Capel, Washington Huskies writer for The Athletic, joining us here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. You know, going back to that whole rebuild, reload thing, they had eight guys drafted two of them were corners did they at least reload a corner are they a little vulnerable there is there somebody capable of giving up a big play could BYU maybe exploit that
1: I think that they they still feel really good about how talented their secondary is just because they've recruited that position so well Um, you know they are starting a redshirt freshman at corner and, and Kyler Gordon who he maybe got picked on a little bit against Cal, but um, yeah, I think he's he's still obviously very talented and, and still a guy who they think has a very bright future in front of him. He's, he's the best athlete on the team, and you know had a, a forty-plus inch vertical leap at their team combine, and is you know very fast, very quick feet, very athletic. So um, you know, I, I think he's just he's one of those guys like um, you know like Cam Williams, who's a true freshman that they're starting at safety, um, who they expect to get better as the season goes along but early on there's going to be some growing pains and and yeah there's there's going to be some imperfection and there's going to be probably a a couple opportunities for opponents but um you know the other the other starting corner is a junior named Keith Taylor who I think probably would have started on most other defenses in the conference last year a guy they've really liked for a long time I, I think he's Probably next in line for in you know, the the n f l cornerback uh, machine that Jimmy lake is putting together here, so um you know and Elijah molden another junior who's played a lot but is is a full time starter for the first time he's a nickel and they've moved miles bryant obviously they're their one senior back to safety so um they, they've got a an interesting mix of of youth and experience there uh, along with with the one veteran miles Bryant who's played a bunch so um, you know, I, I think as they continue to gel and they continue to grow, there might be some some growing pains, sort of like you saw a little bit in the 2014 season when you know really really talented group of players like Bud Baker and Sidney Jones and Kevin King kind of took their lumps a little bit early on. But by the end of the year, you could see that that was going to be a really great defense. Yeah, I could, I could maybe see a, a few games where it goes that way this year.
2: So, Easton, the quarterback, he. He basically hasn't played for two years, if you look at it, with uh, not much and 17 and then redshirting and all that. And so now he's in there, and he didn't play well against Cal, at least statistically anyway. As much as I can remember, I kept falling asleep during the game. It was on so late. Uh, <laughs> what What is his progression to where he's, people thought he would be at this point, and is he there?
1: I would say he's a little bit ahead of where be cautiously optimistic fans probably thought he'd be by now and i thought he'd be i thought they'd be playing a little bit more safe with him and maybe be relying on the quick game a little more and limiting the deep shots downfield and limiting decision making but um you know they've they've opened things up some yeah the cal game's a little bit of a different story that's obviously a really really tough defense and especially in the back end that's not a secondary you want to just be you know pushing the ball 30 yards downfield every play against. Um, I think fans were a little frustrated that they, they didn't take more chances in that game, that they weren't a little bit more aggressive with their play calling. But against Hawaii, against Eastern Washington, I mean, you've, you've seen exactly why everybody was excited about Jacob Eason. And, and the first thing you notice is the arm strength. And, you know, that's not just, oh, he, he, can, he can throw it 70 yards in the air on these go balls instead of 55 or whatever. It's, oh, he can fit this 15-yard this out you know, into a mailbox and he can put it right on the receiver before the DB even has a chance to react. And the ball gets to the receiver in time for him to gather it, collect himself and look up field before the DB is on him already. And, um, you know, he had a 37 yard touchdown pass to Aaron Fuller, uh, against Hawaii with one-on-one coverage as Fuller just kind of running, uh, along the, the middle of the end zone there. And he, he put it in a spot where only he could get it. And he really, Wasn't all that wide open, and you know I don't know that there's another quarterback they've had who could make that pass without the defender being able to cut it off and and get an interception. So there's just been a handful of throws like that where you're like, okay, yeah, this this guy's different. This guy gives the offense a little bit of a different look. He he can just he can make some things happen with his arm that you you just don't see from a lot of guys in college football.
0: Okay, so he's got all the physical tools. Uh, BYU dropped eight. Against USC and was able to come up with three interceptions. Do you think they can do something like that? Confuse him with zone blitzes, drop eight, or is he got is uh, he got all that stuff wired?
1: I think he is the kind of guy who is going to struggle if you can get pressure on him, which is you know, kind of no doubt. I don't know that there's any quarterback who doesn't struggle when when he's faced with with consistent pressure. But um, you know, he's I think his escapability is a little better than. You might assume, but he's still not the most mobile guy. Um, so if he's having to move out of the pocket or if, if he can't set his feet and go through his progressions and go through his reads, um, I think he's going to have a hard time kind of, you know, creating things outside the pocket. Uh, and you saw that a little bit against Cal. I think he was, he was sacked three times in that game and pressured a bunch. And, um, you know, I, I, I just think that, uh, Washington's receiver core right now, isn't to the point where you can rely on them to get early, easy separation against physical defensive backs and, and, you know, create situations where they're they're open so early in the play that it's it's just an easy read for him and, and he can make the throw before the pressure gets there. So I, I just think uh, teams that can, can confuse them with blitzes or even just push the pocket with, with four guys um, are going to have a lot more success probably than the teams that, Try to drop a bunch into coverage, um, but you know they, they haven't really seen that yet. So it, it would be interesting, you know, what the answers would be or what, what sort of options the coaches would try to give him against a team that tries to just load that second level and, and make things difficult that way.
2: Well, speaking of receivers, uh, Utah's own Pukinaku. Every time he catches a ball, it's a touchdown. <laughs> That's right. One
1: hundred. <laughs> yeah, one for one. Um, boy, you talk about a guy that. UW fans are just clamoring to see more and it's been that way from day one and you know Chris Peterson I think before the season even started you could tell a little bit just from some of the run he was getting in fall camp made it clear that yeah this is a guy who's probably not going to redshirt and with that sort of being known I think people were a little bit frustrated how little he played in their first two games especially with the way that some of the, the starting receivers were dropping the ball against California you know, this is a guy who's, who's a little bit taller, a little bit more physical, kind of has that catch radius. You know, obviously everybody's seen his high school film and just the crazy numbers he put up down there and, and um, just his ability to go up and get the ball, attack the ball, high point the ball, make plays. I mean, that's exactly the kind of player that this receiver core has really been lacking the last couple of years. And so I, I think especially, especially now, especially coming off the Cal game, and then you, you add in the, the fact that, yeah, he's, he got a touchdown pass literally the only time he's been targeted in his career. I think people are, are really eager to see more of him. And Chris Peterson is, has made pretty clear, too, that they plan on getting him in the games more. Um, you know, for a true freshman, I think it's just a matter of picking up the offense and understanding your blocking assignments and knowing exactly where you're supposed to be on every play and what your job is and all those things. And I think that the more he progresses that way the more they're going to have to put him on the field because I mean, he's just—he's he's a natural playmaker. He's a guy who's going to make things happen when the ball's in the air. So um, I don't think they can afford to leave him on the sidelines for too much longer.
0: Well, Christian, uh, we appreciate a few minutes. You want to make a pick for the game or is that not the kind of thing you do?
1: Uh, I, I don't mind. I haven't really thought about it yet. I might have to get back to you on that one.